Welcome to another episode of I Call Next, where a group of guys from the D.C. suburbs call next on all the biggest sports topics of the week. And there's only really a few sports topics of the week, boys. How you guys doing? There was a heated battle yesterday. I went down with myself and Arash. And, uh, <laughs> that was a fun one. Um, and as we hit the basketball court, the final two teams standing in the NBA also took the court last night. Game one, Bucks, Suns. Um, it was it wasn't bad. I mean, it wasn't close, but um, I think the Suns pulled away at the end. Yeah, they pulled away, but they they did keep it interesting at least till their run. Yeah, there were runs that made you feel like okay, maybe maybe the Bucks can catch up, but but they couldn't at any given point. But could have been really close if Giannis was better at free. Oh yeah, there's that. Yeah, the countdown was hilarious. Their little countdown they were doing was funny. Shooting faster, though. He's shooting by 10 now versus, like, 30. Yeah, good. Not making they're, they're in his head, and everyone knows that they're in his head. But he, they're not. He was, like, 10 not, for 14. Yeah, he's, they're, he's, they're he not shot. No, but, like, the fact that they can easily – I don't know, man. I feel like he you gets – can't mad. be in someone's head if no, and no, they're succeeding. No, no, no. Ever since they started doing the countdown, he's been shooting significantly better. Yeah. Oh, he's in their head. <laughs> they think it's working, and it's not. <laughs> I don't know, man. He personally just looks uncomfortable every time he's shooting a free throw now. But even if he looks uncomfortable, but it goes in, what, what are you saying to me that you're not listening? <laughs> he's I don't know, more. No, I, I get it. I get it. it it's but like Eli Manning throwing a football. He still won two Super Bowls. He looks stupid doing it. In your head, JK. <laughs> Giannis uh, is ahead. I, I think it's over still. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I also, yeah, I also think it's over. Um, but so let's talk about it. The Suns outscored the Bucks the first three um, quarters of the game. Not until the fourth quarter did the Bucks actually outscore the Suns by three points. But by then, the game was pretty much over. Um, Dario Saric, right? The Suns forward injured, um, tore oh. ACL out oh. for the rest of the finals. Um, it didn't look to impact the Suns. They were just blowing up and hitting on all cylinders. But perhaps that is an impact later on in this series. Um, to lose someone who's a pretty key um, player for your roster right off the bat um, may come back and hurt them. But honestly, if they keep playing the way they were, um, it probably won't make that much of a difference. Um, Chris Paul, dude, insane, right, for his age? Got to put on gas. He's never made the finals, so obviously this is the closest he's ever gotten, and I, I don't think he's going to try to let this pass him. Uh, he needs it for his legacy. I don't want him to win it, but I think he will. In fact, I made two wagers that the Suns will win the series. Oh, my God, they're going to lose now. Damn it. That oh, would be shit. great. Honestly, Giannis played well um, after the hyperextended knee injury. I didn't think he'd be ready for game one. He came back, and he actually looked he, good. He they had looked that one... a lot better than I thought he was going to look. Yeah, he did. He had that one uh, defensive play, right, where they were comparing it to the LeBron play against the Golden yeah. State series. Um, that took a lot of effort. Like, same with LeBron um, from the opposite side of the court, chasing down a block. So he didn't look to limp or have any hesitations making that play. And he played decent all game, but he's going to need help from his other players to win this series. crazy thing is CP3, right? When they started to make a run, what did he do? He was like, give me the switch. Like, nobody can stop. Went red shooting right in the right in the paint and went on a 12 point run. 
by himself and out the first. There's nothing they could do. Like as that's what he's been doing. He's been taking over exactly when the game gets close. He will. It, it literally seems like it's deja vu. He will go hit three or four shots in the paint. He will make a three. He'll get fouled and make a three. Like it's literally the same thing every time. There's no answer for it. Yeah. And he led the team in scoring, which is not what he normally does. Uh, he's definitely puts up points, but you usually see Booker or somebody else put up the points and CP's facilitating. 32 points, led the team, almost had a double-double with nine assists. Um, but his other players, right, Booker, Aiden, both in the 20 points. Um, when you look at the Bucks, it's really Giannis that needs to step up more. He had 20, Middleton had 29, but they need more, obviously. Like, they, you can see the score. I also, I also think that they're – that. Uh... Booker is due for a breakout game. He's 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 been doing all right, like you said. He's in you know twenties, but efficiency's not there, right? Like he was eight for twenty one, but we've seen him shoot lights out like previous rounds. And I think he's due for another another game or two of one of those. And if you have that five with three, that's up to hell. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think Booker has been as hot as he was in the first round when he just demolished the Lakers. Like, the end of that series, the last couple games, there was no competition. They were just clicking. And he's been good in all the other series. Um, and 27 points in game one isn't bad. But, yeah, he, um, if he catches fire like he was before, it's over. He's getting good shots, right? They're just not going in. He's on a run. He's on a dry run right now. But when they start falling again, uh, it's going to be tough. Did he, any of us have either the Bucks or the Suns in our finals matchup uh, when we were predicting it before the season started there's no way anyone had the bucks because of the Nets. there's no way yeah i, I don't feel like the suns were cool. there either i think right before the playoff right before the playoffs i mean i put money on the suns to go but i didn't believe it it was just more like hey i got five extra dollars to throw at somebody so yeah i don't think anyone put the put the suns down because like no one believed in the hype back then like no one looked at him and was like hey we bought they brought in CP3. They're moving from, like, the eighth seed all the way to, like, two. Two. Yeah. Okay, so not that, but they, they have gotten very fortunate, right? There, there have been major injuries that have gone down in the West to make them favors in the series of the matchup against, right? AD mm -hmm. went down. Uh, you got Kawhi that went down. Like, if you have both of those guys, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough matchup for the Suns out of the West. Uh, granted to them, they've been playing amazing. And, you know, that's sorry, that's the way that turned out but we would not have seen either one of those teams putting up you know not that much fight without either of those teams i think if you go back to the earlier in the season when we had that conversation we were looking at the suns like oh you got cp3 you'll probably make the playoffs finally after all these years you'll finally make the playoffs not do this run at this point i think that was unper unpredictable at that point i mean cp3 is good but i mean not that good just going, well, I guess through, not good. just going through a full full strength roster of both LA teams, right? That would have been an amazing them. I don't I don't think they could have made it through both Yeah. Yep. Guess we'll never yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, do you think the Bucks would have gone through a full strength match? Same thing. Yeah, but we okay, that one I understand, right? That same thing happened there too. But like we were just already sold that the Bucks weren't gonna go there. We're talking about like on the West Coast, like I get like we would have never even thought about them because of these power teams, but yeah, yeah, yeah. how a kink in the armor, one person goes down and look, it opens up opportunities like no other. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the conversation. Our arguments would be Jackie. <laughs> the 
the the net sorry not the nets the bucks weren't on people's radar anymore because they had disappointed so many times over and over again that like they're like look if it's not the nets for some reason philly will figure it out and go right like i, I imagine that was more so the conversation in most people's heads versus like man Giannis, they they can't get out of the second round i mean that's just what it's been so would you could, would, would you consider them more or less than the you know the raptors when the raptors went like you know, like the Raptors mean? kept going to the playoffs and they kept losing, they kept losing. They got rid of Demar Derozan, they got they, Kawhi, then they, they fucking well, busted through. That changed everything when they got Kawhi. I mean, that did change everything for them when they got Kawhi, right? Like Kawhi is a better player than Demar Derozan. They got that much better. You know? Okay, but like it's not like the Bucks didn't get acquire more talent this past. Not level. not to the level of Kawhi. Kawhi is the best player in the league. There's definitely a difference. Um, There's a huge difference in getting it. them. Let's but you already have one of those top five players on your team. It's not like how the Raptors had like a top five player on their I team. I understand, but getting look, okay, look at the look at the moves they made, right? They swapped out um Eric Gordon for Drew Holiday. And you can't sit here and tell me, oh man, Drew Holiday was so high up on your list beforehand, right? He was on the Pelicans, wasn't doing what he's doing right now, right? Then you got you got PJ Tucker. Uh, when they um, waved him from Houston again, PJ Tucker has been on plenty of teams. We're not sitting here going, Oh my God, PJ Tucker's the difference, right? Like they haven't picked anyone up of that significance to even have this conversation about Kawhi, in my opinion, they just got, they just got the perfect storm to happen where the nets went down and Chris Middleton showed the fuck up. That's, that's what happened at this point. And then Giannis still, you know, played really well this whole time. He just can't hit free throws. That's it. That's our only conversation about him right now. It, while no, we're, he can't hit free throws in 10 seconds. <laughs> he needs 13. <laughs> while we're on the topic, let's talk about the Clippers, right? Kawhi Leonard signs a two-year deal to come to L.A. They trade for Paul George, same offseason, and in two years, they don't make it to the finals. This was obviously the closest they got um, to the Western Conference Finals. Um, obviously, without making those moves, it still was a great move by the Clippers because you were relevant for two years. Um, but did it live up to the expectation? Did it fall short? Um, I guess I'm trying to gauge in summary, if Kawhi doesn't come back and run it back, how will we look back on this um, superstar team that was apparently made two years ago? Complete failure. <laughs> I think it has to be, right? Complete failure. It wasn't set up for in the next couple of years, we will work towards and get one. It's, Right now, this year, we're going to win. That was a blow last year. And then this year, even worse. I mean, it sucks injuries, so can't really play that one out. But even without that, they still had a solid team, right? And they just, they just look bad. But prior year, I mean, that was the absolute worst breakdown for them. So I'd say they've completely failed, and it's terrible. They've accomplished last year. You guys agree? Yeah, I mean – if the goal was obviously to win a championship, they didn't win a championship, right? Uh, I would say last year was a bigger failure than this year. I feel like last year they had a better shot than this year. Um, and especially with Kawhi going down this year, it, you know, their shot went out the door for me. Like, I was like, there's no way that the Clippers are going past the Suns. So one game away. <laughs> one game away. I know, I know. I jinxed them, but like, whatever. Okay. Like, I personally said that they were not going to do it. Okay, they you ended up not sweep. doing. I just want to say you said sweep. So before you sit here and say you were right, you were kind of right. You said sweep. <laughs> you had your broom out on this show, all right. I don't want you to forget that because you weren't here last week for me to call you out on it. So I'm gonna <laughs> call you out now. 
about that sweetie. But so to to be honest, it, it's really going to be based on Kawhi now. Like, wh- where's Kawhi at? Does he like the organization? Does he like how the team is treating him? Because I feel like he's still a big enough superstar to attract talent to come over to LA. And I don't think it's going to be PG. So if they can make some trades, bring in somebody, I feel like Kawhi would come back because I feel like they give him ultimate power to do whatever. Yeah, but here's an interesting thing, right? Like, I don't know if he cares for ultimate power to do whatever. He just, he's his own specimen, right? He's a very interesting player. He, he definitely wants to succeed and go to great situations, but it's not like he, he's like, oh, I wanted to go to L.A. with LeBron, whatever, right? Like, he, he finds his own niche of where he wants to play, where he feels comfortable, but the other problem is you also know when he's just going to say, fuck it, I'm out. Like, what he did with the Spurs and then what he did with Toronto. Like, you've, you've got a very interesting person. You don't really know how his mindset is going to work, and he's not a traditional player. He's like, oh, okay, we were really close. Let's do it again. He might just be like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm going to go somewhere else now. Yeah, I think the saving He's done grace. It twice. I think the saving grace that the Clippers have is that he's from LA, right? He's from that area, and that could only be the case. That I think that's why he went to LA, right? He went to the Clippers. It's not an organization that was ready to go at any point in time, right? They had to build that team around him. Like the saving grace is that he's from LA, and he might want to stay there, right? Um, I and that I think will be enough to keep him because. They're going to let him do whatever he wants. Like, they're going to let him make decisions. Whether he does that or not, I mean, you'd be stupid not to at least consult him on all of it. Right? That's, that's my assumption, too, because he's from L.A. He chose to go there. Yeah. Right? He didn't choose to go to San Toronto. Antonio. He didn't choose to go to Toronto. Yeah. He chose to go to L.A. And at the end of the day, like, he's exactly where he wants to live. He He's exactly, like, he doesn't have anything to prove. Like, he's won his championship. I, I don't think he's, like, the type of player that's like, oh, I need, like, 10 rings to show that I'm better than LeBron in LeBron's time frame. You know, like, I, I feel like he's just, just like, to... all right, I did it, whatever. So, so that, that, that's an interesting thing that you said. So when, obviously, we agree that he's a great player and obviously he's better than most people in the league that you can track, but in the last two years, he hasn't won, right? And... Some due to him, some due to that control. But when at some point, as an organization, you say, fuck it, we have a really good poker chip that let's, if you're in the opportunity to trade him or you can bring in some other talent and not have to pay him, you start thinking that way too because it hasn't worked in the last two years. I mean, what are you going to get? The thing is, what well, are you going to get? I'm saying you don't, well, obviously you got to be able to bank on oh. doing something with him, trading him, or don't know what you're going to get. But You'll never get equal value. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying, Pete, but like, the only team that I could think of that it would make sense for them to try and pull a trade like that off with is like Portland where they send Kawhi to like Portland, Portland gives up like CJ and like 10 first round picks somehow. Like I like I, it would be very, I mean, tough. no, I can, I can give you other boys. Miami ha- can give you a very sweet package. Miami can give you Tyler or they can give you a couple guys and make a package. I just don't think that like, okay. I don't want to have the argument of where Kawhi is in your top 10, but he's probably in your top 10 of players right now, right? Top two. I mean, and whatever. he's not number two. Okay, okay, that, that's crazy. But again, I don't want to have this argument, right? You're never going to get equal value. You're just never going to get equal value. And for an organization that continues to lose, you got you to gotta play this out, bro. 
I just think you got to play this out. So let, let's assume, all right? Let's oh. okay, fine. Let's say he signs again, right? And then next year you have another exit again. Where at some point do you say, "Fuck, the, the ship just keeps sinking. We got to try something different." Or do you just say, "Fuck it, we'll just keep making a one playoff appearance here and there for however long he stays, and that's it. That's good enough for us." From whose perspective, the team, or from Kawhi's perspective? The team. The team. If I'm Kawhi, I'm actually feeling encouraged, right? My team made it to the Western Conference Finals and made it to Game 6 without me. Um, if anything, if I'm there, we're in the finals right now. So if I'm Kawhi, I'm feeling I encouraged. I don't think you understood my question. My question is not about Kawhi and whether he comes back. I'm saying when as a team do you say, do we use this guy's leverage and do something different and reboot because this is not working? Like if we go through a, a third season yeah. and they fall again. But they didn't give up anything, right? Kawhi came to them. It's not like they traded assets to get Kawhi, and now they feel like they should salvage value before they lose Kawhi. Like, they didn't have to pay anything. I think for them, they also feel encouraged. Like, they too realize, hey, we literally could have been in the finals this year. Our best player just got injured. Um, Kawhi has a player option, right? So if he wants to come back, he can either opt into that player option or just sign a whole new contract. This whole time, I've just been checking their roster. Everyone's locked in. They got Serge Ibaka coming back. Reggie Jackson's the only one that would need a new contract, but Patrick Beverly, obviously Paul George has a huge contract that he um, recently re-signed on. Um, the thing that we're forgetting, which could be the whole deciding factor, is one, we don't know what Kawhi's injury is, right? And reports started leaking out that potentially the medical staff of the Los Angeles Clippers did him wrong. Like they, were, they weren't communicating with him enough or um, giving him all the information that he needed to make that decision. And that's the same thing that rubbed him sour with the Spurs. Um, that's why he left the Spurs. It wasn't because he had a bad head coach. He had one of the greatest head coaches. That was a team that drafted him and developed him, but he ended up leaving because he, his relationship got soured with the medical staff of the Spurs. If that's the same thing that happens here with Los Angeles, that could be the thing that makes him that bounce. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a huge thing because players don't like playing with teams that they don't trust anymore. No, I saw that exact same thing with Trent Williams. Players, Hawaii is one of the biggest advocates for body, and he does not want a shitty medical staff. Yeah, he's got a thirty-six million dollar player option, and for the most part, the whole team's coming back. Like I said, Reggie Jackson's the only one that would need to be re-signed, and obviously, they probably will do that. Um, so I think they'll run it back, if not for Kawhi feeling some type of way. Listen, I, I, I think he's coming back, and I think they'll run it back, and I think that's what they should do, and I think that's probably what they would do. But it's always an interesting thought. I think he's a very unique player, like I was mentioning, and at some point as an organization, you may have to start rolling your dice and be like, he may want to leave. He, uh, can we get something even equivalent for what he is? But obviously that's very, very limited out there. But sometimes you might have to, you might have to roll the dice, and if you get something amazing out of it, you might, you might pull the trigger. The deadline for the player options, August 1st. So less than a month. I bet you he opts out, negotiates with the team, yeah. probably yeah. gets a two or three year deal and gets more yeah. money. Yeah. Um, if we have nothing else to talk about the Clippers, I want to get series predictions on the finals, unless someone's got one last thing to say. No? Okay, series predictions. We got one game in the bank. Does anybody see the Bucks pulling it off? I don't think so either. I, I would love to see Giannis win one, but like I want to see CP3 win one more. So I'm just rooting for the Suns at this point. So how many it, games? It's do you everyone think? against the Bucks. I'm definitely not rooting for the Suns, but my money is with the Suns. So Rush, how many games do you think the Bucks can pull in this series? If they can pull one, 
I think it's going to be a sweep. Maybe they get one game in. I'll go. Suns in six. I give them two. I give them two. They got to go. They got to go to Milwaukee. They got to go to Milwaukee. True. Suns in six. I also, I wanted to say, I would say five, but I feel like Giannis is going to have to put up one monster freaking game and maybe they can still two. I get, let me explain why I think what I think. I, I have a theory on this, right? It's not a crazy theory. It's just what I think expect to happen is they're going to go to, they're going to either steal one in Phoenix, which I'm very much like, I don't believe that as much, but when they go back to Milwaukee, I think that they can take both of them because look, Chris Middleton, I feel like can has a game where he can go off and there's, there's going to be a game where Aiton, Booker and CP3 aren't all on the same page, exact same page at the same time. Like they were last night. Last night was the perfect, like they were playing perfectly together. I, I think there's ways to disrupt it. And I think they're going to figure it out. They're not, I think the Bucks are still really good. They're not that bad. They should be, they should be able to pull through. Middleton's I don't know. Still on fire, dude. Huh? I'm telling you, if you get a big game out of Giannis and Middleton stays on fire, like how you shoot, he's shooting, yeah. lights, they can steal the game. Yeah. I, I think they're going to steal too, but I, 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 I think there'll be also a Suns blowout in one of those. They're going to win the two at home. You think there'll be a Suns blowout in the sense of Milwaukee blows out the Suns that way? No, 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 no. I'm thinking there's the, in those six games, there's going to be one game where the Suns are going to drop 20 more points oh, than the yeah, Bucks. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. But I, I, uh, I think you've hit your head and you don't know what you're talking no, about. No, 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 no. I, there, I don't think there's a, in any game where the Bucks win, it'll be like a five-point game. Like, it won't be, it won't be, it won't be a blowout, but I also don't think it'll be close. Where it's just going to be like, in the sense of, you know, when you're playing, in, you're in a game where you're down like four or five, but you can never break it down to one possession. I feel like that might happen in one of their ones. It's not a blowout, but it's like you can, you're just chasing the entire time. I think that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Y'all get it. I get it. Yeah. Sun's in four. Um, Yo, you might get punched in the face by that guy from the. You have to no, sorry, you're gonna have to punch a guy in the face. You're, yeah, Denver. you're the Sun's in four guy. Uh. <laughs> All right, so if that's the case, then we'll be in the offseason in no time, it sounds like. Um, Dude, it's going to be such a dry like, – oh, we got Olympic basketball and stuff going. But like, we do have the Olympic team, yeah, it's starting to take shape. Obviously, there will be um, NBA offseason, so it'll be fun to see where players go around. For the local team, Washington, they haven't yet picked their new head coach, um, so we have that to look forward to. It looks like of the candidates that are still in contention – Washington Wizards are looking for someone who hasn't been a head coach before. All of the candidates that they're still interviewing are either coordinators or assistants, but no one has head coaching experience. So I think that's an interesting route. Okay that Washington that. doesn't want someone who's been a head coach before. I'm okay with that. I also I'm am okay with it. Um, Yo, so super random tangent about the Olympics, but do you guys saw how like Luca was like, yo, I would rather win a gold medal in the Olympics than and I was thinking about it. I'm like, that literally makes sense for every country except for the US. Like it's gonna be such a difficult task to do. Yeah. But it's, then I was yeah. thinking, like, what about if it was like a Cana if it was like a Canadian team? Like No, they can't they can right now, the best Canadian players right now are no, Andrew I, Yeah, go ahead. Bro, I, I get that. I understand yeah. that, but I'm saying like down the road, like if like, personally, like, all right, if I'm, like, on the Indian Olympic team and I could win a gold medal, like, obviously never happening, but I'd rather have that than, like, a freaking, like, NBA championship. I, I it, think... The way it works is 
America is the greatest at the sport, right? No one comes better than them except for Spain is number two. So yeah. Anytime you can beat somebody that is always winning, right? Like we see any dynasty we see, right? Everyone, they create a natural hatred, right? Patriot, uh, the Celtics, Lakers, whatever. At a certain point, like these teams have gone on long runs. Now, if you think of it as a country, that's a huge feat to beat another country. Like yeah. for him, he's going to be a god for his country. Not that he already isn't, you know, being in the U.S., but they're going to be like, damn, you led our country to, uh, you know, to a win. It's like Ilgowskis, right? You know, he's yeah. like a god in his country because him coming over here doing amazing in, in the U.S. No, I, I get that fact. But I'm saying like, all right, like let's say if I was like, you know, like we get like five new Canadian players that are like just amazing, right? And like they – and like if I was that Canadian player, would I rather win a gold medal for that team or – an NBA championship. I I I understand Lucas' point. Like, just in the sense of like, I no, get I, it. I agree with Lucas. I, I kind of agree. Totally. But I'm but just like, saying, like, that would apply for literally any country. No, except for I the think, U.S. But like, would can would a Canadian player rather have? You're just trying game? to ask a very specific country. Canada, I yes. don't. That shit is not going to happen. You're not going to get five really amazing guys that play there versus they play in the U.S. and play for this team. I'm going to tell you the Canadian basketball team's roster right now. Okay. I'm going to tell it to you right now because then that will end this conversation because right now, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker, RJ Barrett, Trey Bell Haynes, Anthony Bennett, another dude, another dude, another Trey Lyles is on there. Uh, Dwight Powell, Andrew Wiggins. Those are the best players that play in the NBA right now. If those Canadian players join the Spain team, maybe they have a chance. <laughs> like, like they're like your best player right now is, Arguably, R.J. Barrett or Andrew Wiggins. If you want to take five amazing players and you put them there, I'll give you fucking seven. You still have an entire roster on the U.S. that's probably better than all of them, if not just as good as them. It's it's the only time you have a shot to win a gold medal is when none of the NBA players want to go. Like when it's in Russia and they're like, I'm good. I'm just going to – I'm going to sit at home. I'm good. What do I need a gold medal for? That's what's going to happen. It doesn't matter. You literally – there's no team that can compete with the U.S., should I mean, they have messed up in the past, but they should not. Yeah. I'm looking here. Paul Gasol is on the Spain team this year. Ricky Rubio, Mark Gasol. Um, they got the only, a couple oh. of new namers that are good, but they Herman Gomez. amazing fundamental basketball there, right? That's, that's the thing for them. Also, I mean, the Olympic, the international game is different than the NBA. Like, that's why it is, but Mello it is the best player on the team. Yeah, it ends up benefiting us, though. No, not always. What do you say? Well, I thought we were talking about last week where we're, like, even, like, the three-point line being sh- shorter and, like, all that. Like, it ends up benefiting us. Yeah, but the, all everyone else can shoot threes, like, everywhere. That's why, like, there was a little stint in the middle where we sucked, right? And then we had the, the dream team part two to, like, come back and win the gold because, it like, until now, we couldn't shoot threes, like, all European players could. Yeah, but everyone shoots threes now, even big. So that's what I'm saying. It doesn't. Okay, fair. Yeah, fine, fair. That's fair. But everyone else can also shoot threes. Thank Steph Curry for that. He would be shooting three quarters of a court now. Fair. It's fair. You know they have a three-on-three contest, too? That's, like, part of the Olympic Games. Um, that's Yeah, you guys want to join? You want to see if we can get, get on the American Olympic team? We, we do it every week already, right? We're pretty good. <laughs> all right. Let's move on to the next chapter. Um, 
There's not much football news going on right now. We're in the dead. Oh, I had an NBA game. If you want to play the NBA game that I had, it's just stay or go. I just want to know as we go about to go in the off season with all the rumors, if you got what you guys think about some people, we can play it today. We can play it later. We can do it whenever you want up to you. I mean, I thought we had time up to y'all. Cause I just feel like the, the conversation's been happening right now. At least everything I've been watching on YouTube is about this at this it's point. Here. Stay, go, here. go and stay. <laughs> huh? Stay, go. Okay, fine. All right. All right. Here, let's start here. Really easy. Uh, Zach Levine. Is he going to be in a bulls uniform next year? He's been rumored that like it's this was the year they were supposed to go to the playoffs. They did not. Do you think he's going to be on the Bulls coming into next year? I think he stays. I think he stays. It would have to be a trade. Team trade him or does he choose to leave? Because it would have to be a trade. More years, yeah. It'd have to be a trade. Um, I think they keep him. They don't have anybody else. He's like their only marquee name on that roster to keep them relevant. Well, they have Vujovic now, right? And. Levine I mean, was playing lights out too. He, he was. That's fair. Okay, we'll go to a funner. We'll go to a more more high profile one. Is Dame going to be on the Portland Trailblazers next year? Yes, I think so. I think so as well. Uh, only because I don't I don't see Portland moving him because they're not going to get enough back. I think he's not going to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna do the hot take. I don't think he's going to be on in Portland next year. I don't know how they're going to do it. And I'm hoping somehow it's a Russell Westbrook trade with a few people and like four first round picks and we get Dame. He'll just but... retire then. No, he won't. Him and Beal will be fun to watch. Beal's better than CJ. Okay, okay. On the same coin though. CJ, is he on the team? I mean, Dame is obviously not happy with the team, right? Dame stays, then they could shop him around CJ McCollum because he's, he's been playing well. They could get someone else back for him. So let's say... I say Dame stays, then he goes. Fair. What do you What do you think, J.K.? Turn into my soul right now. I think C.J. ends up staying. Damn. You, do you think his roster is going to stay intact? I feel like they're going to try and add a piece, but they're not going to be able to land anything major. And that's why C.J. stays, because the only way C.J. is gone is if they add a major piece. Well, they have to move him for a major piece, I would imagine. Yeah, right. exactly. Gotcha. What do you think, Rosh? Do you think Damian so stays? Damian Lillard is in his existing contract about to expire, and he's just about to start his brand new contract that he signed mm-hmm. a while back. So he's yep. already locked in for like four more years with the um with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, as far as CJ, if I was them, I would try to move him. Like he's a great number two. Um, but obviously you had your number two in CJ, your number one in Damian, and you, you, you've hit your ceiling. Um, you don't want to move backwards, but you could potentially get some good pieces back. If I was Portland, I'd try to move him. I don't think he gets a, ended up moved. Portland, for the most part, has had these two players for so long now. It's like they almost stay status quo. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I also think they're, they're, they're going to move him, though. I think they have to to keep Dame a little happy because Dame a little upset right now. All right, I'm going to give you two more, and then we can go to the NFL. Ben Simmons. I think this is the one, if there's anyone that's going to get moved, Ben Simmons needs a new home. I'm pretty sure, I'm worried about him on the court in Philly. They're going to throw trash at the guy. I, they're yeah, going to. I, I don't see Ben Simmons being there next year. Right? Pete, you're staying in twenty Huh? He should not be there. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Raj, what do you think? Benson. Yeah, I think they keep him. Um, oh. 
I, I don't think they'll get enough back for him. And so I think they'll be faced with the reality of having to keep him because no one's giving them a fair return on value. That's what fair. if he just keeps dropping, though? Like, just, <laughs> and then the value keeps going down. I hope the Lakers don't try to trade for him. Um, Dennis Schroeder, at one point, it was reported that the Lakers offered him a $100 million contract, and he turned it down, wanting more. And this is when it backfires, right? Because now he didn't play awful in the playoffs, but he wasn't enough to elevate the team, especially when they needed it with the injuries they were facing. And now it doesn't look like the Lakers are pushing to re-sign him. I don't, yeah, I don't want him. I don't want a Ben Simmons. I'd rather just go get something just different. Just go get like Demar Derozan. Well, just, like, the, the Kemba, the Kemba rumor that I sent you guys. A rumor, but it's definitely not for Kyle Kuzma and pick. Like that just sounds dumb to me. I would love it. I would take it in a heartbeat. But yeah, I was gonna say, but yeah. I mean, if they want to get out of the contract, I guess. Want to just get out of that giant contract. Maybe you might have to. T- no, you can't take on a Horford. You wouldn't be able to afford it. I was going to say. Okay, last one. Bradley Beal. Hometown guy. I think this is probably the one that's going to. This and Dame are going to be the ones that people keep bringing up up until the trade deadline next year. Not Where. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to extend that deadline to the debt. Tell the deadline. What do you think? Next February. Beal is going absolutely nowhere. Not going anywhere. Yeah, I definitely agree. More, mostly because they're going to have a new head coach. Like, no head coach taking over a new franchise is going to be like, yeah, trade away my best player, my second best player. Like, they're going to want to establish a winning culture, a winning uh, momentum. Giving away your second best player is not the way to do it. So the head coach will definitely not be on Wait, board. who is the best player on this team? Russ. Oh, my God. Oh. I, I really hope. That the move that happens is that Russell Westbrook, Russell gets, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, gets, Westbrook gets traded, gets to, traded the to the Wizard uh, to the Lakers. Wizard, uh, to the Lakers. Wait, You're echoing on Pete's mic for some reason. Um, the if the Lakers trade for Russ, I'll be happy. If the Lakers trade for Ben Simmons, I will not be happy. But Bradley Beal for sure is the second best player on his team, and that Absolutely says a not. lot because he's much younger than Russell Westbrook. He's absolutely not. The be- better than Beal. That's wild. That's wild. Um, ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook. A lot of likes is what it feels like. <laughs> all right, that that's the game. That was all it was. I just wanted to see where you guys stand with these guys. We can do it again later when we new- more news comes. But it's more fun. Yeah, NBA fun. free agency will definitely have its um, time to shine during the off season. But um, mm-hmm. there's not much football news going on, but for the local team. So I thought it'd be. Um, appropriate to touch on it um last episode we talked about the sudden surprise business move within the organization where dan snyder named his wife co-ceo and we speculated that it may be an anticipation of big news coming down well we were right but unfortunately it wasn't as big as some of us were hoping the nfl came down with a 10 million dollar fine um against dan snyder and the washington football team but that's it. No necessarily suspension, no loss of draft picks, um, no demand or requirement to sell the team, which probably was a long shot, but that was what I was always hoping for. Um, people are hanging their hats saying, oh, you know, this is uh, a credible and um, appropriate penalty because $10 million is the most any team has ever been fined. But in reality, $10 million is a small stone in a pond. These teams make so much money 
off of just the television uh, revenue um, on before you even get to like merchandise sales and in stadium concessions. Um, $10 million is nothing. And in fact, honestly, it has to go to charity. So it's going to be a tax write off for Dan Snyder anyway. So he wins in that respect, um, even though he has to pay $10 million. Um, I don't know. I was pretty disappointed. Um, $10 million doesn't do anything for me. They say he's going to step away from the business operations of his team, and that's where his wife will step in, and he'll handle things such as the team name and the um, relocation of the new stadium. Those are the most important stuff outside of like day-to-day football stuff that nobody as an owner should be dealing with. Okay, cool. Right. And that's his way of showing that he's stepping away. Um, But I thought it was a huge joke. I, I thought it was laughable that this was what the league came down with. I don't know if you guys thought differently. Yeah, it's a slap on the wrist. It's a wrist. It's a high five. Yeah, it's a high five, basically. For exactly what you're saying, like, okay, wow, ten million dollars is the most money ever. It doesn't money that that's nothing compared to exactly the reason you. You guys are billionaires, like it's chump change. Yeah, the 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 piece why it's interesting is everyone tries to make an example out of people like this, right, or organizations like this when it comes down to. Uh, what they basically mentioned was this was like a highly unprofessional workplace, right? They exposed like employees, particularly like, towards women, like intimidation, sexual harassment, uh, like the big key hitters where people are like getting really screwed that, you know, if you, if you come up in the media and you're, you're a well-known profile person, they're going to try to sanction you with the most that they possibly can when it comes to these types of things. And you're like, wow, this is it, $10 million. He electively chose to step down from his role, but not completely right. It's it's like the best thing you could possibly get out of this entire scenario and just walk away unscathed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it basically seems like he worked a deal out with the league to just kind of take like the plea deal, basically. Being like, all right, I'm going to take the slap on my wrist and, you know, basically push my wife in the front of the business operations, whatever and just like pay out 10 million dollars this is nothing to him so like it, it honestly like it's ridiculous but like i kind of saw this happening like the dan snyder makes too much money for the the washington football team also makes a lot of money for the league they still are even though they're pretty shitty like they make a lot of money and that's why you know He's getting a slap on the wrist. Go, go. It just, it just doesn't make sense to me, right? Like, if you see, like, the NBA or whatever, right? Like, we saw, like, the Pistons, right? Like, when that whole thing went down, they're like, you need to sell the team. You strip the title, everything. It's, it's, it's just, like, I think it's, you know, whatever. We don't know to details, but whatever has been written about, you know, this on, you know, this workplace and all that, I think it holds equal weight uh, in terms of what the sanction should be. It, you, you can't just be like, I right, just pay $10 million. It's cool. Whatever happened, happened. Right. You, you think about it with like the Carolina Panthers and with like, um, with the Clippers, like that was due to racism and stuff, right? Oh, sorry. I'm the Clippers. I said Pistons. Yeah. I meant Clippers. Yeah. So the Clippers the just and, punch, punch fans in the stands. That's what, that's what the Pistons do. Yeah. <laughs> so like you, you think about it like both of those guys like they said something like racist and that's what kind of triggered it but to be honest like, like pete like you said like kind of like having this type of work environment for women like 
should basically register the exact same consequence. But so the, obviously, the argument that they would make, and I'm not making this argument. I want to be very clear that I'm not making this argument. I think this whole thing is disgustingly stupid that what the NFL is doing. I want to put that out there. But what they're going to say is like, if you read that Washington Post article, it was that Dan Snyder had nothing to do with it. He just runs the company that does it, which, which in any other corporation gets you fucking fired. But I mean, I did the math just now because I was bored while you guys were talking because I'm just so annoyed about this whole situation. If you made $50,000, right, and you got this fine, the same percentage, you would owe the NFL $150. So one seat at a ticket at, at a game. That's all you would owe. So this is stupid. It's utterly stupid. Like, there's no example made. Nothing. There's nothing out of it. Like, that's what totally get. Like how you're saying, like, you, you didn't know whatever's going on or whatever. But that's such a cop out answer. No, no. Like, I, I'm saying that's what they you, would be. Not you. I know. I, I just said say that. It. Stop acting like I'm saying it to you. I, I said, yeah, like, no, quote, not you, but I said that's such a cop out answer. We from live them. in a, we live in a time where I have to say that I don't believe in that. I'm just giving the other side of it. So you're yeah. proving to my point of exactly why you have to even come out and disclose this, right? Yeah. You started that way. I'm like, how do they not feel that way about something like this? Personally, I would have been happier if they kind of like made the fines that actually make sense. Like 10 million to Dan Snyder is nothing. 10 million to the Washington football team is nothing. But you also are going to get into a point where you're not going to be like, they got fined $80 million or something like that, right? Like that, I understand to make it equivocal, but that doesn't make sense either. Like you would have to do a in between and then some kind of sanction would have to come down as well. There, You're not just going to be like, yo, $100, $100 million. So the, issue is, the issue is if you put any sanctions on it, it won't hurt the ownership. It'll just hurt the fans, right? At the end of the day, which is the, which is what ends up, would end up happening. What they should have done I'm going to take this away from being a Washington fan, right? If there's any other team, don't take a first-round pick because that's that would be craziness, I think. That would hurt the fans. I'm actually hurt the fans. happy they didn't take away draft compensation because that would what, hurt the team, which hurts the fans. What you do is – what they should do is it would hurt the fans, but it also hurts the organization overall is restrict their salary cap to a certain – like That, that also 10 million, hurts the team. I know. I, it does hurt the standpoint. team. It does hurt the team. It hurts I agree. the fans. It, but it, it, it does, right? But that would at least drive the point home. Make the if it's ten million dollars, take that ten million off the cap. That's ten million you can't spend on cap. Punish the team from a competitive standpoint. You're trying to punish the owner who's running this organization, who's allowing this behavior. But 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 at some point, it's going to be an overlap, right? You can't just make a clean line of just. You have to punish the team. I understand, but this is my organization, the culture. Like it, it is the team. The only way you can punish the team. Right. And the ownership is by punishing the fans and the team. Right. Like I, if the owners own the team, own the organization, own the, what's it called? They own the league. Right. So like, they're never going to let them take a billion dollars from them. They're never going to let them take a hundred million dollars. It'll never happen. Like they will fire Roger Goodell before they let one, one owner get fined a hundred million dollars. Right. Like that's what they'll do. Cause at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Roger Goodell works for the owners. Right. And they will run him out of town because that's setting, that's setting the precedent for the next person to get fined $100 million. And they will not allow that, right? They would, I would imagine they'd be fine with, oh, you're screwed for a year. Like your team is screwed for a year. I think 31 owners can go along with that versus like, oh, he got fined almost like, like $250 million. 
fuck that. We can't allow that. And then exactly, it's about money. You know, like it wouldn't be an $80 million sanction because then you, exactly like you said, there's a precedence now. You're like, oh, well, we got to compare it to what that was. Yeah. I think it's a huge so, show. There's no good way to separate that though, Arash. Like if you punish the team, like it's going to have an impact more than likely on the fans as well. Almost. Yeah, that's why I'm saying you shouldn't punish the team. You should have punished Dan Snyder. The $10 million, sure, that does come out of his pocket. Whether you're finding him personally or the team as a business, at the end of the day, he takes home any money the team makes. So it is punishing him. But I wanted to see either a one-year suspension. Like, didn't Jim Ursay get suspended for a year because he was, like, involved with drugs or something? Um, he got, like, personally punished without punishing the team from a competitive standpoint. The $10 million comes out of Dan Snyder's pocket, but I wanted to see either a suspension or, better yet, make him sell his team. I agree. I wish he could sell the team. And, like, to be honest with you, like, they should have made him sell the team. But, I mean... Because he's still yeah. in power. Like... He named the, a person co-CEO who he lives with and who sleeps in the same room as him. Like, assume. You're telling assume. me it's going to be Tanya who's running the team? No, it's still Dan Snyder running the team. Agreed. And honestly, she's fair game now. From this point forward, if the team screws up from a football standpoint, she's fair game. She's now part of this process. They're putting her name front and center. I'm blaming her for any uh, screw-ups that happen from here forward. And I just want, I hate the whole family, honestly. And she's like a stand-up citizen in this community. She's involved in so many charitable organizations in the 20 years that they've been here in Washington. Um, I hate to see her, and I hate to say this. Um, I hate to see her in this position, but now that she's the head, like literally, if things go sour, it's because of her now. We have to, we have to assume. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, and I totally agree with everything you said, but time and time again and again and again, we hope for this, and it never happens, right? So it's like, how do you, how do you punish them if that... That is exactly what I think should happen, but that is what does not keep happening over and over and over. There have been multiple times, right, where we're like, damn, this is the one. This is where they got to cut the tie. Nope. Another, another kind of, uh, you know, slap on the wrist, and then they reorganize a little bit, and then they go right back to where they were. So if you can't get it out of them that way, then how do you, how do, you do it without punishing both the fans and the team? I already have the team's new slogan, um, when they're ready – the slogan will say, Snyder today, Snyder tomorrow, Snyder forever. That should be the slogan because Dan Snyder will own this team to his grave and then his son will own the team and we will literally be stuck with this family in Washington for the rest of our lives. You don't have to. You can change teams. <laughs> I can't. I'm already, I'm already ingrained. Um, but yeah, that's the breaking news out of the NFL. Literally nothing else is going on. This was the only thing um that happened to pop up and i related to the local team so we definitely wanted to touch on it um any last thoughts from anybody on this before we move on i think that jeff bezos will buy this team in our lifetime i would love that but i think i you think you can only we, buy it if dan snyder is selling it and i don't think dan I, every, everyone it. has a price at the end of the day everyone has a price and i think that to have like to be like, I'll overpay for something. There's only a few people in the world that can just overpay by a billion dollars and be like, Meh, whatever. I saw this insane, um, and I don't know if it's accurate. I haven't fact-checked it, but I saw this insane comment. It said Bezos could buy every NFL team, yep. every NBA team, and every NHL team and mm -hmm. still have like $10 billion left over. 
He's like, I knew he was rich. I guess I never, that put it into context for me. Because even if every team is valued at $2 billion, he's sitting, he is worth $206 billion today. Unbelievable. Amazon stock prices went up today, you know? So like, yeah. But again, like, let's say he offers. The the stat was actually that he could afford every major sports franchise in the world. Right. So So you got to think about all those European soccer or football teams. It's, yeah, yeah, it's really insane. But again, he could he could offer Dan Snyder twice what the team is worth, and Dan Snyder might True. not sell. But no, no, no. Remember this. This is my this is my cynical way of how the world works, right? When you have two hundred billion dollars, you have a hundred times net worth of somebody, right? You can find every piece of dirt. You he owns the Washington Post. He can push all of these things. I feel like this is the thing where like this came out with the Washington Post. Like I mean, there, I just feel like there's things that, that can happen. Or you can make the NFL push him out. You know what I mean? I think money does talk. That would be great. I would love that. I, I'm, oh, let's dude, hope that happens. The Washington, and the Washington Primes, dude. I say it every week. The Washington Primes. We win every two days, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I think it's a long shot, but I would love for that to happen. But a team, yeah. you know what I actually think is going to happen? And I'm not the first to report this, but um, rumors are that the league offered Dan Snyder the loan so he could buy out his um, minority shareholders in in exchange for a promise that he's going to sell those shares that he acquired to another minority owner, but that minority owner is actually going to be a minority. The league wants to have more minorities represented as owners in the league. And what was it, a rumor like last month or two months ago that Jay-Z was potentially um, selling assets to acquire enough liquidity to be able to purchase um, a minority shore into Washington, which would be cool. Um, obviously, he's a very um, trendy person in um, pop media, so but when, that's what I hear is that the league wants minority ownership um, and they made a deal with Dan Snyder to give him that loan to buy out his minority owners so that he would then sell it to a minority um, individual or entity. Sorry, dog was squeaking on a toy. Um, I had to throw it out the door. Uh, no, so you know when the Panthers were selling the team, there was the rumor. I don't know how true the rumor was or how far it went in, but apparently Diddy, Steph Curry, and somebody else were getting capital together with investors to buy the Panthers, right? But That would have been dope. But the issue, the, the bullshit issue is that, like, you can only buy a team if you've been in the NFL, had some ownership in the NFL beforehand. Like, like it's not like a hard and fast rule, but that's what the league wants. That's why the guy that part owned the Steelers took over the Tepper. took over the Panthers, which is, I think, David bullshit. Tepper. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's wild. Um, we'll see. It's something interesting to keep an eye on. Um, but ten million dollars. Yeah, be be happy that you have you have Jerry Jones. Be happy. To be honest, like you mean. Be happy. I know that it doesn't sound, and it's not always fun. But Dan Snyder is evil. That's all you know. How shitty Dan Snyder is. <laughs> yeah. Listen, that's we have the worst owner in sports. Like I don't know if, like we have the worst ownership in this ownership of sports in this freaking city. city. Yeah, it's the worst. Honestly. Like it's the worst. It's not like, great. Um, speaking of the other sports in the city, um, Nationals playing decent. They've come back from a huge deficit. They've lost a few games here of late. Um, but we're about to hit the halfway point of the season. Juan Soto is going to be in the home run derby reported today. 20. He's hit 20 home run. He's hit a home run in 20 stadiums at the age of 21 or 22. But he hasn't had a great year. Um, he's actually not had a great rear. And now we need him to step up because Schwarber's out for an extended period of time. 
he probably won't be back until after the all-star break. And he is to thank for the hell of a run that they've had yeah. here in the last month. Um, Stanley cup finals game five tonight, um, lightning up three, one in the series. Um, they may close it out here. Um, did you guys hear the sad news about that one hockey player, um, that passed away on July 4th due to a firework accident. So that was pretty sad to see. And, um, once NHL is done, it's really just baseball because NBA well, finals will also be done here next week. Well, we're going to start talking about the NFL, start talking about last year, start talking about next year, going through each division. I, I mean, unless you guys are super hell bent on baseball, I am not. So I can't help you there until the playoffs start. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, um, this time next week, it could be only one sport still remaining. Um, oh, we can okay. talk about formula one. Everyone get into it. I, me, me and Peter are into it now. Formula I got to watch that documentary. Such a good See, documentary. So well done. Plug I, what's it called? Um, uh, drive to survive um, formula one drive to survive on Netflix. Very good. I literally this weekend, um, we were traveling and we were up early i would wake up in time to watch like qualifying in the beginning of a race so like very you exciting uh you want to talk about a cutthroat sport that is a cut yeah. oh sport. okay you so have you got seats only to be able to drive in formula it, one out of the hundreds of thousands of people that want to be there so you i don't know i was i was telling jk this and i think that pete knows this now because he's been watching a documentary but rush did you know how do you know how free agency works in formula one it happens in the middle of the season. So you'll, the season, half the season will go through and about in summertime, they have a summer break for like, I think a week or two or three weeks. Some of that. I don't remember the time period. Right. And then that's called the silly season where teams are talking to other drivers who are, whose contracts are up to bring them on as a driver for their team. And then they come back and they'll have to still race for the other team. They were a part of, um, and they still have to be good because you don't want to like, like it's a lot of money you'd lose if you don't win races. So, Dumbest idea ever. Dumbest. So you've already signed for the so, next Arash, year. Let me, let me explain it simpler, Arash. Like, let's say I'm a driver. I'll work for Pete. I'm driving for Pete. I get to my off season. I decide that I want to sign for the oh, next no, season with No, no, no. Not no, no, no. That's not it at all. I'll, I'll give you the exact example that happens. Okay? There's a racer for uh, a driver for um, who was on Red Bull, right? This is two seasons back. I won't ruin it for... Um, for Pete. So Daniel Ricardo was at Red Bull, right? He's been at Red Bull for a while. Um, they're halfway through the season. He's doing okay. He's their lead driver at this point, right? Um, he, they go into this um, silly season, the, the summer, right? He ends up signing with Renault, right? Another team in, during that time, news breaks. He comes back to Red Bull to finish the season. And then next season starts like six months later starts. Does the news normally not break or does it, it always does break? It always breaks. Okay. So then it's it part of the sport. Breaks. It's part of the sport. It's just fucking weird. awkward. Yeah. It's awkward. Yeah. But it's a part of it all. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is awkward, but it, I guess it's less awkward because everyone understands yeah. that's the normal practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's just normal. It's not, no I'm sorry. It's just not normal when like you're used to like NFL season where there's like, Okay, a month after the season ends and you're at right. home. Right. It's also the only other sport where you do not like your teammate. You yeah. are absolutely hating your teammate and you're yes. competing against them. And you Fine. do not lose at all. Because, because, because you, everybody wants to win. So if you and I were drivers, I would not like you at all. I would always want to beat you no matter what. If we were on the same team? 
Yeah. So yeah. the it's two ways. There's a there's two championships that are happening at the same time. There's a players championship with a drivers championship where you're a driver, right? So you want to place as high as possible, right? But then there's a constructors championship, which is the actual team, right? Uh -huh. So you want both, but like if you both are really good, right? Like for Mercedes, both of them are really good. So, but like Lewis Hamilton, he's the he's like the goat right now. He's a LeBron right now, right? And his like other guy, I forgot his name. Um, I'm blanking on. They're Botas. competing against each other, but um, Botas or whatever, right? They're competing against each other while also being a team to have their team win. So like Do the same races serve for the both yeah. competitions. Yeah, they're both racing each other along with everyone else you're collecting points you're yeah collecting it's all points, points yeah. right so it makes sense that they want to compete in the individual race because the better they do individually they're also progressing well together yeah. in the Agreed. team race but, but it's cutthroat because literally they'll bump each other like they'll mm -hmm. bump each other if it's one or the other and yeah it's, it's wild and how many racers are on a team normally Two, two racers, and then, racers, racers too. I thought you said I mean races. There's two on each team, and they usually have like an alternate guy that is around. You only have two max active. Two official yeah. drivers, ten teams, twenty drivers total in Formula One. That's all you yeah. see. And you know, yo, their budgets. You think like any other sport has budgets? Yo, the top teams, Mercedes, Ferrari, and all them are spending five hundred million dollars in research and development. The smaller teams are spending one hundred twenty million on Jeez. research and development. It's wild. Yeah, so I recommend that show a lot. It's very it's good. It's one of the most interesting, I guess, sports to see how the business aspect of it works. That's that's what I found the most intriguing. Like, obviously, it's a cool sport, but that is yeah. the most interesting, how free agency, how budgets work, how specifications, and how regulations work, and how people fuck each other left and right. Um, mm -hmm. It's an orgy. They'll, wait till, they'll, they'll see something, and they'll go to the administration and be like, uh, right before the race, they'll be like, this is what we saw. And this is what we want you to penalize them for. And a car might be sitting in second position and they get a, they get a penalty and be like, you got penalized 10 seconds in this race now. And 10 seconds is first to last pretty much. It's yeah. like first to last. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I will tell our viewers where they can uh, find it. Lay Netflix. Netflix and chill, but you're not going to chill during this. Only, only on this podcast. So tune in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Only on this podcast. We tell you yeah, about official each sponsor of our of our podcast. Yeah, I need to see checks. I need to see we checks just got fined by the Formula One League. <laughs> I, I hope we all get McLarens out of this. That's the goal here. <laughs> that would be nice. All right, boys. Then we'll see each other next week. And by this time next week, the Suns could be up three and zero. There's a game Thursday and a game Sunday, but they won't be in one more before Monday. So. Um, we could be Ooh, one perfect. game away from the NBA season. Two one by that game. Let's yeah, see. that's the hope. Somehow two one. Somehow two one. Until next time, we'll see you guys on iCall Next. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We don't have a Facebook, but you know, find us if you can. Actually, I ended my Facebook as well. So All right, Facebook on Twitter. Facebook's dead, y'all. Facebook's dead. All right, peace, y'all.